Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We are live at Twin Peaks, Buckhead location, hanging out. It's been a busy, busy show. Hawks back in action tonight against the Cavaliers. Steve Kuhn and Hawks CEO came on. Was an interesting conversation, to say the least. If you want to go check it out. Please do at odyssey.com, and you can go hear what the CEO had to say to us about Trey Young not addressing the media the first couple of days and what he had to say about Nate McMillan being removed as the head coach. Chris Mannix is a guy that I absolutely love. He's been doing this a long time. He covers the NBA from a national perspective. He's the best boxing guy out there. We love having having him on with the big fights. And a snappy dresser. That too. Senior writer, Sports Illustrated, uh, si.com. Chris Mannix, man, I'm curious, what is the national perspective and the view of what's been going on with the Hawks, with the, the, the firing of Travis Slink, the hiring of, you know, now uh, what is a new Landry Fields, the new general manager, and promoting him, and now they're in the process of looking for a new coach, which everybody thinks is Quinn Snyder. I don't know if you have any insight to that, but what's the perspective on the Hawks right now? Yeah, as far as, as Quinn goes, from what I've been told, it is, Definitely progressing in that direction um, where they're in some of the final stages here of of getting a deal done involving Quinn Snyder. And look, Quinn is a highly qualified head coach. His time in Utah you know, came to an end, but look, he had a long run there, a successful run, and he's very well regarded for his play calling, um, you know, kind of the things he's able to to do with ball movement offensively and his teams thanks in large part to Rudy Gobert have been great defensive teams right. over the years so it's it's a solid solid hire uh for the Hawks but they they are very much a team I don't want to say disarray at this point but they're a team with a lot of questions I mean the front office is entirely new basically this year um you know and the roster is built around a guy in Trey Young who who really hasn't proven yet that he, you know, can be the number one guy on a contending team. So, you know, I think Quinn is is a solid move because he's a very good NBA head coach. But he's the first of several things need to happen for the Hawks to get, you know, back to a contending level. We always thought, you know, in the NBA at this late in the game it would just be an interim coach. So it's kind of a bold move, isn't it? Bringing a guy he won't have his own staff. Obviously, Chris, there's no time to do that. No, he'll have to kind of take over on the fly and, and make it work with the guys that are there. It's not unprecedented necessarily. I mean, it was just a couple of years ago, Chris Finch took over in Minnesota, and he was an active assistant at the time on the Toronto staff. So, you know, you, you occasionally do see teams make full-time hires right away. And now if you're the Hawks, you, you probably want to get ahead of what could be a bidding war for Quinn, right. Quinn Snyder at the end of the year. There figures to be... You know, anywhere from five to seven or eight, you know, head coaching openings uh, in the off season, and Quinn Snyder most certainly would have been at the top of the list of 
of a number of teams that were, were interviewing. So by moving now, you know, Atlanta kind of was able to do, you know, quite frankly what at the time uh, the Nets were trying to do with Ime Udoka, which is, you know, get the head coach they wanted under contract sooner rather than later. Chris Mannix, our guest, guys, we're talking NBA. Um, the best team in the East is Boston, right? I mean, the Bucks are right there. I saw the 76ers last night, you know, come from behind and, and beat Memphis at home. And you say, all right, can Embiid and the Beard put it together? But hands down, right, it's Boston. Everybody's gunning for. Well, it, it, it's the Celtics, you know, record-wise for sure. But if you ask people in Boston, there's, there's certainly a lot of trepidation about you know, playing Milwaukee and the front line that the Bucks can throw at them. I mean, the, the Celtics went out the trade deadline and they got Mike Muscala, um, and they were in the in the hunt for Jakob Pertl, the the big man that was in San Antonio that eventually went to Toronto. They they are are very nervous about you know playing an oft injured Rob Williams and a 36 year old Al Horford against the front line of Brook Lopez, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Bobby Portis, and and others. So. Yeah, look, the Celtics right now are, are the head of the class, but you know, as it is in the Western Conference, there's a lot of parity where I think you're going to see you know, multiple teams in the 4-8 through eight range win first-round series against teams in the 1-4 to four range. That's how good I think that both conferences are depth-wise and how much competitive balance there is right now in the NBA. Chris, we got to play the crazy winning clip. Chris Mannix, by the way, from SI, best hoops guy in town, joins us here on the WaitFor.com hotline. We are right now third or three and a half behind the Heat. That's a seven, and we're, uh, we're racing looking at the Knicks. You think we could get to the six seed? We were doing the math. We got to play like a seventy-five percent winning percentage to get there. I mean, the team hasn't played like that all year, so I don't, I don't know what would would change that um, at this point. Um, you know, there's going to be a learning curve with the new coach. Obviously, Quinn's not going to come in and try to install exactly what he did in Utah. It's a very different team that Quinn Snyder had in Utah. But, you know, there is going to be an adjustment period as this team tries to learn how to play the way Quinn Snyder wants them to play. Sometimes teams do get a bounce when, you know, the coach, his voice wasn't resonating anymore. I mean, you know, the writing's been on the wall for well over a month now that, whether it was now or the end of this season, you know, this was going to be Nate McMillan's last ride with, with Atlanta. Um, you know, could the Hawks get, you know, kind of use this as kind of a springboard to get a new voice, new philosophies, fresh energy? You know, that's certainly possible. But this roster is still a flawed one. Uh, they've still they've been battling injury issues of different kinds all season long. And I, I don't know. I, I think they'll, they'll be a play-in team. That's for sure. But the sixth seed, to me, seems like uh, a bit of a stretch. And just as a follow-up, Chris, we thought when we got DeJounte Murray that Trey would move without the ball. Carl's pointed out, ball-dominant guys are ball-dominant guys. How do you make this two-guard attack work? Because we thought Trey would get more open looks. His assists are up, but the three-point shooting's been down. I mean, I think, if nothing else, you've got to commit to it. And you've got to be willing to, to change and adapt. I mean, a good example of players that did... Uh, is in Cleveland, where Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland, two high-usage-rate players, guys used to playing with the ball in their hands, well, they were committed from day one to making it work together, and they have since day one. I mean, Mitchell is an all-star, all-NBA. Garland wasn't an all-star. If you look at his numbers, they're actually better than what they were last season. So 
you know, they found a way to make it work in part because they were committed to making it work. Not to say that DeJounte and Trey don't want to make it work. Sometimes you've just got to, you've got to adapt and you've got to find ways to, to make it work opposite a guy that is next to you that plays in, in kind of a similar manner. And, and that was the concern for the team coming in. I mean, you know, both these guys were ball dominant, you know, could they coexist? And they've certainly had their moments, but they haven't thrived. I think in, in the way that the Hawks, I hope they would. No doubt about it. I want to ask you uh, about the Western Conference. You know, the Lakers make a deal. I do think they're better. Um, are they, uh, uh, you know, a top ten team? Are they in the play-in tournament? But you look at the West and you see Phoenix with Durant. The Kings have been a pleasant surprise. The Nuggets right now with Joker. I mean, he can win his third MVP, which is crazy, Chris. I just – the West is loaded. And I guess what I'm asking you is, you know, for all the talk the Grizzlies have, have, have talked – I don't know if they're the best team in the West. Yeah, no, Memphis, I, I think, has a lot of problems. I mean, they they don't play particularly well in the half court. They don't shoot the three all that well, and I'm not sure that, you know, Luke Kennard coming in is going to solve all those problems. And they don't defend the three particularly well. They're a great defensive team overall, but if you look at the defensive three-point numbers, uh, they're not great. This is why I'm say, I've, I've said that, I do think there's going to be a team in the bottom half or multiple teams in the bottom half of the bracket that's going to win. I mean, take the Lakers. You watched them play last night. They have a roster that works. And when LeBron James is playing at a high level, when Anthony Davis is playing at a high level, that might be the best team in the Western Conference. And right now they're outside the play-in looking in. So if they get into the postseason as a 7 or 8 seed, I think they're going to beat whoever's in front of them in the first round, whether it's Denver uh, whether it's uh, Memphis or whether it's a, a team like Sacramento. Uh, same thing can be said for the Clippers. I mean, the Clippers are a little bit more dysfunctional at the moment because, I mean, they're the team bringing in Russell Westbrook, not the one sending him out. But they still have Kawhi, they still have Paul George, and they still have a boatload of experience and good players on that roster. So it's going to be a wild postseason. I mean, it is statistically, in terms of record, the the most competitive the league has ever been, not in five years, ten years, ever in the history of the NBA. Uh, and I think that's going to be reflected in the postseason with some great series and some upsets. It is Chris Maddox, guys, from SI here on the WaitFor.com. We're live at uh, Twin Peaks, guys, in Buckhead. Chris, uh, now when the Nets imploded, uh, will, will Kyrie, I know he's very kind of vague about it, you think Kyrie will stay in Dallas? Because, I mean, that's an unbelievable backcourt. I don't know. I mean, Kyrie's going to follow the money. And that's what he's done throughout his career. I mean, make no mistake, he he asked out of Brooklyn not because of some kind of issue he had with the front office or behind the scenes stuff that he's been vague about. He wanted you know three plus years of max money, and the Nets said no. It's as simple as that. Um, and because it's easier to get that kind of contract with another team having his bird rights, that's why he went to Dallas and is probably hoping the Mavericks you know, see him as a good fit next to Luca. give him a three-plus-year max-level contract. If they don't, um, you know, he'll look to the Lakers. He might look to Phoenix. He'll look elsewhere for that, uh, for that bottom dollar. But, look, the Mavericks, you know, they want this Kyrie stuff to work. They gave up a first-round pick for him. They gave up Dorian Finney-Smith for him. But at the same time, like, if Kyrie walks, they've got a little cap flexibility. They can also do a sign-and-trade with Kyrie Irving to bring something significant back in return. So they're not completely decimated if Kyrie decides to walk away, but you know, both these sides right now are hoping that it's a long-term fit. 
All right, bro. First and foremost, how do I get some of this FanDuel money? I mean, you're blowing up. I mean, you're doing all this boxing stuff presented by FanDuel. You got the crossover with you and Howard Beck. Uh, the fight just announced, by the way, Mike Tank is going to fight again. Uh, he's been crushing it, and we know this. And I just want to ask you why we have you on, because Chris Mannix is the best boxing guy in the business. He's fighting Ryan Garcia. It's going to happen April 22nd. And then what's up with the heavyweight division? Because we had our man, you know, uh, Bomb Squad on a couple of months ago, and he's like, hey, he's feeling good. Like, he's going to get back in the mix. Where are we at right now with Javante, and what's going on in the heavyweight division? Well, Javante and Tank is a done deal. I mean, that's going to happen, as you said, on the 22nd. And they were trending in this direction for really several months now. It's just been a little complicated to close the deal because you have two rival promoters. You have two different networks. Everyone has to be on the same page, and everyone has to be satisfied with the deal points. But, uh, you know, kudos to them for, for coming together and making this happen because this is, you know, one of, if not the biggest fight that can be made in 2023. I mean, it. It's a massive showdown between two huge punchers who have two significant fan bases who are very different. I mean, Ryan has kind of that Instagram crowd. You know, Tank Davis sells out arenas all over the U.S. Um, It's going to be a major event. So I'm glad they got it done. And to me, it's first guy that lands big is the one that wins in that fight. The heavyweight division, look, it's it's basically European all over again. I mean, Deontay Wilder is is excellent, but... Now, Tyson Fury is the man. Anthony Joshua is still popular and is going to begin kind of his comeback on April 1st. Now, for Deontay Wilder, you've got to find a way to stay busy and stay active. Uh, he's got a, a ordered fight against Andy Ruiz. That's a terrific fight. Now he needs to find someone to pay for it. I mean, it, it, it's <laughs> a fight where both guys, you know, both guys are going to demand right. you know, $5 million per fight, and right. nobody's putting that kind of money up. Like, you can do a pay-per-view, but... You better be ready to, to reap the results of the pay-per-view if it's not good. So I, yeah. uh, this is kind of a problem that we've got in boxing at the moment, have had for years, where fighters all want to be on pay-per-view, but they want big guarantees before they go on paper. How it should work is right. if you go on pay-per-view, you get 90% of the revenue, but you don't get a nickel, if, uh, a nickel more than you deserve. I mean, I don't right. see how promoters right. and networks need to foot the bill for losses if if these fights are unsuccessful. And pay-per-view numbers, guys, they have been in a free fall. Deontay Wilder's last fight reportedly did about 75,000 pay-per-views. That's nothing wow. in the pay-per-view yeah. business. You can't ask wow. for $5 million if you're only selling like $1 million worth of pay-per-view. It's a great point. I mean, Chris, I know that COVID knocked everything out of the box, but it just seemed like we were ready for the Fury-Joshua fight, yeah. and I didn't need to see another Wilder fight, if I'm honest. No, and, you know, it, it was – look, Wilder had the contractual right to that third fight, and he exercised it, and you can't blame a guy for doing that. He made a lot of money, and, look, that was an excellent fight. I mean, that was probably the best of the three fights, with Fury going down twice in that fourth round and Wilder hanging on until the 11th. The problem was Anthony Joshua probably never should have taken the Alexander Usyk fight. I mean, he probably should have taken an easier fight and, you know, gone and waited for Fury to finish – with Deontay Wilder. Instead, he fought Usyk once, he lost, fought Usyk again, he lost, and now he's in a position where he needs probably two low- to mid-level fights beginning April 1st uh, before he can get back into that, that world title picture. So, yeah, I mean, the, the, the Wilder-Fury stuff gummed it up, most certainly, but I think it still can be resuscitated. If Fury winds up beating 
as in Usyk in uh, April or May. And Joshua wins a couple of fights before the end of the summer. End of the year, Yuri Joshua is still a massive event, and it could be for the undisputed heavyweight title. Great stuff. Chris Mannix, follow him on social media. Appreciate the input on the NBA, the Hawks, and obviously the latest on what's going on in the boxing world. My man, take care. Continued success, brother. You got it, guys. Chris Mannix, guys, here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Great stuff from him. That's a national perspective. He said the Hawks, dysfunctional a little bit, right? That's the that's the overhead view, Mike, right. as people are looking at our franchise and saying what's going on and how is this going to change. I don't want to re- review what he said about Trey may trigger someone. Oh, jeez. Coming up. Speaking of Trey, you'll hear from him. Bell, we're live at Twin Peaks, and uh, we're getting ready for Hawks basketball coming up here in about 30 minutes. Pre-game with Mike Conti, pre-half and post, and, of course, the tip is at 7.30. We do want you to hear a little bit of our, our new interim coach. Mike, I don't know how long this is going to last. Because I mean, truly interim in the interim sense, <laughs> yeah. as in maybe one game. Well, Steve Coonan said today, uh, if you missed it, Hawk CEO, that whatever, whomever they hire, is going to immediately come in here and coach this team. Um, that means 22, 23, 22, 21 games, whatever it's going to be. We all believe, and Chris Mannix just came on with this, national uh, NBA writer and said everything he's hearing it's it's Quinn Snyder which is a good hire I'm, I'm cool with that but the irony is immediately allowing him to come right. in here and coach with the guys that are here I mean, now he is truly the free agent to he your is point. now Joe Prunty is the new interim coach he did have a few things to say this week in regards to getting guys back and talking about the rotation so I want you to hear that as we get ready for the Cavaliers tonight Prunty was talking about getting guys back from the break and whether or not they were rusty I think today was better than yesterday. You could tell that there had been time off. Uh, you could tell that there were varying degrees of what guys probably had done. Um, I do, th- But I do think most guys got something in, so that was a positive. I mean, look, he's in a tough spot. He was an interim in uh, Milwaukee yep. before eventually they hired Bud. So, yeah, see what the dude can do. But the idea, though, that uh, – and Chris Maddox, if you missed it last segment, pointed out that teams have gone late, but generally it's – it is the exception, not the rule. If, if you can get something from Quinn Snyder, and let's more importantly hope that he can figure out, as we said earlier to Chris, the DeJounte Trey conundrum, the John Collins Capella conundrum, the redundancy, but how do you make it work? Weren't you and I of the opinion, I've been banging the drum on this all season, Trey was going to be more of a three-point shooter this year. I thought so. But as you pointed out last week, when you're ball dominant, it's kind of you can't change your DNA. No. So how do you how do you maximize the talent? That's the thing that whoever the new coach is is going to have to come in here and kind of work out. We are better when both are on the floor, but I, it, but, but they have to they have to mismatches. Right? Yeah, but they have to create right. and, and you know coexist. Uh, Joe Prunty was also talking about you know the rotations. Mike, what is he going to do with these rotations? We've talked about Nate's rotations. Is he staying the same way with with the rotations right now? And so, again, we're, we're going to evaluate everything. I think, you know, we will have a rotation. But philosophically, one of the things I believe in is that when your number is called, be ready to play. you you got to be ready to go. And I know that's not always easy, but none of us know exactly how the game is going to go, right? Their injuries come into play. Uh, fouls come into play. So, uh, again, I think... Again, you're not going to see this drastic change like, oh, my goodness. But, you know, we'll definitely take a look at what we think is best. Yeah, and he went on to talk about potential changes to Nate's system. I think it's just hard to do at this point in the season where we currently are. But this is what Joe Prunty said about that. 
I think there's going to be a lot of things that we'll look at, um, you know, and evaluate. Like, for example, there were things we did today that we just took a look at. So let's let's see what this looks like out on the floor, whether it was um, a concept or a group of players, uh, a unit on the floor together. Uh, I don't think there's, I don't anticipate making wholesale changes to what we've done. I, again, there's a foundation in place. All right, and by the way, news just coming down as it becomes official. Yeah, Sham Sharania says the Hawks have offered their head coaching job to Quinn Snyder, most recently of the Utah Jazz, and both sides are working towards a deal uh, the offer and the potential Trey Young Snyder partnership, and that's something we've been talking about. And let's hope that this guy get everything we just discussed. Can he maximize that? Uh, again, Joe's been a good soldier for this team, the assistant coach. So maybe one night, and who knows? Can they get this uh, this Snyder deal consummated? And he's ready to go. The good I don't news care. is, <laughs> come on, man, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, choked me up. The good news is they're ahead of the game. And of all the coaches, you like, you know, we talk about Kenny Atkins and all the butt assistants. Yep. I like Quinn Snyder, I got to admit. But we don't have a Rudy Gobert. We don't have a defensive stopper. Capella is good, but he's not Rudy Gobert. No, um, defensively he's not. But I will tell you this, in a better scheme, he will be better. Here's the thing about defense, guys, all right? It's all about your philosophy. And all I will tell you is, from that standpoint, you're never going to stop anybody in the NBA. Right. Okay, these are all proficient scores. These guys are in the NBA for a reason. But, Mike, your philosophy, for example, are we funneling guys to the baseline? Are we bringing things to the middle? How do we want to defend when guys break down our defense? It's something – how many layups have you seen this year with our Hawks team when guys right. get past the right. initial defender? Right. It's all about philosophy. Pop has his philosophy. Tom Thibodeau has a philosophy. All the good defensive coaches, it's about that. Now, you still have to have players to execute it. And it's easier when you got a Tim Duncan in the middle, Mike, to your point, and a Rudy Gobert. But at the end of the day, if the philosophy is installed and you go, this is how we look at this and how we're going to play, I think Capella's going to be better. I just think right now everybody was kind of loosey-goosey. But, again, a lot of this is something you really can't blame on the coach. DeAndre Hunter's inconsistency. Now, his scoring is up about a point, point, 1.8, just under two points per game. But DeAndre Hunter – when you can really count on him. Maybe Quinn Snyder takes a look at A.J. Griffin and says, you know, I'll keep him in the game. Yeah. One of my major beefs. I felt sometimes they went back to Bogey when Bogey wasn't feeling it, when A.J. Griffin was balling. I just love the fact that we get a new set of eyes and just maybe we can make a run. That's all we want. Guys, at the end of the day, you, Carl, you guys in the car, in the bar, wherever you are, we can disagree about what we expect from Trey as far as leadership. But at the end of the day, we all want to build on what we did in 2021, not continue to falter and go backwards. All right, again, Hawks have officially offered their head coaching job to former Utah Jazz coach Quinn Snyder. It's only a matter of time. He could have the right. job tonight. And we, we could see him, Mike, coaching the rest of the weekend. Right. We will see. In the old days, I should say, Quinn Snyder, haircut for hire. And he's going to be coming to the <laughs> A, man. Pretty cool. All right, what do we got for tonight's game winner, bro? Tonight's game winner, in your estimation, your own opinion, because it's all about opinion. The Atlanta athlete who got either too much heat oh. or not enough heat. Oh. The Atlanta athlete who either got Matt Ryan. too much heat or not enough heat. I'm sorry, there was something in my throat. Matt Ryan. 404-741-0929. Who in the A didn't get the love or needed more of the hate? Matt Ryan.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, guys, the athlete in Atlanta sports history that either got too much heat or got a pass and needed some more heat. <laughs> By the way, um, you know, we got some great listeners. We got some great friends. I got it real quick. I'm going to post a photo at Mike Bell ATL. So Officer Bobby, my good buddy Bobby Byers, his brother, his brother Ken was FDA or Lynette Biden. Oh. We shared Falcon tickets for 16 years at the Georgia Dome, and this dude – just made a Hawaiian shirt with Ike the dog on it and just brought it. Carl, your thoughts? I, well, I thought they were playing when I walked over there, and they were like, oh, my God, and I heard all the the, uh, the guys commenting about it. Bo? It looks like Mike's auditioning to be Charlie Sheen's part two and yes. a half man. Yes, it's exactly what it looks like. That's what it looks it's like. A, it's a great shirt, though. It's a great shirt. Dude. I love Hawaiian shirts, by the way. Unbelievable. But it's a Hawaiian shirt intermingled in dark blue with Ike the dog at different stages of his Ikeness from puppy to where he is today. I love and it. And, you know, Carl and I are big dogs, squid belly rolls, big dog lovers. Funny, man. Pretty gosh darn funny, man. Okay, tonight's game winner, you heard it. It's about guys who got too much heat or not enough heat here in the A, all sports, college or pro. Who's up first, Chris? Tom? Hey, man, you're in the game, man. What you got? Hey, man. Hey, Hey, man. Hey, so as an Atlanta sports fan, I feel like none of our top athletes actually catch enough grief from any of us. I'm sorry, Trey Young, Julio Jones, heck, Sixon Bennett only got a pass because he won the national championship. <laughs> we need to be tougher as fans on these guys. We've got- I mean, Stetson did win back-to-back national championships, including the 18-point yeah, comeback. But, but here's the deal. Mike and I try to be tougher on, 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 on these guys. And then we get we get criticized for being too mean to these players. Brother, it's a soft sports town. It's a soft. We're being mean. And again, to all the dudes out there that are railing on me and Carl for being too mean on Trey, what are you talking about? What are you looking for? If Trey was radio silent, 
And I'm telling you, Steve Coonan said there was a medical situation with his children, and there's nothing. No, no, no. Could... He said that it was an excuse. He didn't say yeah. any of that. Okay, well, whatever it was. Now don't give it more because well, he didn't say that. Whatever it was, people are going to turn it into somebody was on death's door. And yes. That's you know, how it works yes. in this town. But I'm just telling you guys, fair. I'm not saying it's fair. I'm just saying if this was a star athlete who had friction with a coach, yeah. which Trey did, it's documented. And then he gets fired. And you don't hear from the star player for 72 hours. You don't pull that in Boston, New York, Chicago, or Philly. It doesn't fly Los Angeles. It doesn't fly. It's just the way of the world. Sorry if that truth hurts. Who's up next, Chris? Nick. Hey, Nick, man. An athlete who got too much heat. Or not enough heat. Hey, man. Um, hey, man. First of all, I want to say I think the guy did put just the right amount of heat on Julio when he won that extra three-year um, extension or whatever. But that yes. was I, you guys did the right amount of heat on that. But I want to say, you guys, uh, uh, put, he put too much heat on Lonnie Smith in the 91 World Series. He wow. carried the Braves in 90 and 91 to start the 90s Braves uh, regime. Yeah, this man's right. Charlie Lee Brandt deserves all the heat. And Bobby Lee's, Bobby Cox deserves heat for leaving Charlie Lee Brandt in. Yeah, he threw up a meatball. It's a good call, man. That is a, you know what? He went back, but he is absolutely right. That and um, the most hated person in Atlanta should never not be Kent Herbeck. <laughs> I rest my case. Now, by the way. Now, he's technically from Minnesota, but he pulled Ron Gando off the bag, which is criminal. Here's what's interesting. He what, picked him up, my <laughs> Here's what's interesting about, about this. When we do get to our next franchise quarterback, which we think it's going to be Desmond Ritter, let's just say right. it is. Yeah. Desmond has had no heat. The heat gets turned up when you become the franchise guy. That's true. Right? And when Matt came well, not in unless, here. Not unless you're Trey. Well, <laughs> well, but when Matt came in here and then turned it up and we go to the playoffs right. in 08 and then all of a sudden he's the guy, from that moment it was he's not going to be good enough, he's not this, no. he's not that. He got – I thought Matt got unfortunate and an unfortunate amount of heat. It, I really did. It, he did. It always felt like, unfortunately, whether people want to admit it or not, Matt always felt like he was in Michael Vick's shadow. Yeah. yeah. And it was because how electrifying Michael was. And Matt was just your standard pocket passer. Yeah. yeah and Matt could have yeah. done anything. And unfortunately, right. he the one thing that could have Super Bowl. took it all away. Right. Super Bowl. He had coaches that failed him. Right. It's a great point. I will say this, though. Matt completely crapped the bed in the 2010 divisional round against the Packers. Uh, the 2012, he threw that bad interception down the stretch. And in the second half, we scored no points. Well, just keep crapping on him, Mike. I'm, well, I mean, I mean, <laughs> Dude, he's gone, Mike. Well, well let me tell you what else he did. Mike Bell. Mike Bell, <laughs> franchise playing hater. Let me tell I'm you what saying, else he did. I'm just saying, fair and balanced. Matt. I was there. I lost a lot of money in 2012. Carl and I, by the way. Oh, don't do it. When I placed my Falcons bet, Falcons were it. up to 80 to 1, so I put 100 bucks on it. That's 8,000. So when I'm talking to the the, uh, the dealer at the Cosmo, sorry, the, uh, they're working the, uh, the, the sports book. I go, yeah, my partner and I lost a combined $18,000 in, uh, in 2016. Brutal. He goes, take a knee. Kick a field goal. It's all you need Even to do. Even a guy in Vegas knows that. Yeah. I know. Uh, it's hurtful. I know. 100%. All right, Chris, who's up next? Um. Hey, man. Scotty. Scotzo. A player that got too much heat. Hey. Enough here in the a. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, um, I'm going to say John Rocker. No Good way. call. You know, I like it. You know, in, I, I do. Yeah, I mean, by today's he, standards, yeah, Rocker would never play off, again. But I mean, right. yeah. I, I mean, look, they kind of did him kind of. There was a time in this country you could have a, an opinion. Although, what he said about the seven train, 
it today would be considered career suicide about the ethnicity of Queens on your way to Shea Stadium. Sure. But we now know, we had rock and roll for what, yeah, a couple of seasons yeah, on this like, show? I'm, friend, I'm not going to lie, I'm friends with John. But I just thought, you got to understand, Jeff Perlman did a number on him. Jeff Perlman, Rocker was of the opinion that everything was off the record and nothing was off the record. And yeah. by the way, Folks. knowing John like I do now, he's a cool dude, man. Right. John was just, you know, it's one of those things where you get asked and he's he's going off. But I've always but felt John, that, John didn't have a hateful bone. I've in his always body. felt that Perlman ramped him up. It's almost like Rocker's like, you want crazy unhinged relief picture? I'll give you a crazy. Yeah, yep. he, he did, but John played into it too. He did. He he, he didn't have a feel. Still, he played up to that. He's that still persona. a grown man. You got to know better. But it was a thing. And by today's standards, he'd be dead in the water. All right, Chris. I, I hear the music. We got to go. We got to get. We, we're going to come back. We'll clear our throat. We'll get you ready for Hawks basketball tonight cavaliers let's get a win man let's hope so we're live at twin peaks it's dukes and bell 100 hey um okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.